0: Waiting for Christmas. Hello and welcome to the Ignite Youth Podcast here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams, and I have two very special guests here today. The usual, Pastor Wes Hillis. Hi. And Pastor Ann Cook. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun to have a, an extra voice yeah, on the podcast. Yeah. It's... Um, fun to mix it up a bit
1: yeah and i think that i think the people who listen really like to have an extra voice we always yeah. get a, a little bit of a head. are you
0: bored of me wes Is i'm that wondering your... if they're bored of me well no you're <laughs>
2: not boring we need a singing voice on the yes. podcast yes yeah i <laughs> Today. I, had,
1: I had someone recently come up to me and they said um after the sunday they said wes was your mic still on when uh, the last song came on i was like no and they went oh it sounded really good i thought it was you i was like No, I'm like, I'm the I have zero tone or pitch. Like I can't do any of that. So
0: can't carry a tune. I can't. No, in a bucket, (laughs) not even in a bucket. Can't carry a tune in a bucket. You never heard that expression? I've
1: never heard that expression. Really? Oh
0: dear. He's so far removed from the musical world. I am. Doesn't even know the musical. Or that's how old we are. (laughs) Oh no. All right.
1: Well we are talking about advent today so we're taking a break from the usual um psalm series that we've been kind of going through um and don't worry we'll hit we'll get back to that but um as this is the first week of advent we kind of want to focus in on that we're gonna be going through the four key themes um but to start because she is the most advent person that i know in existence yeah me too right
0: yeah
1: and is going to share with us um what advent kind of is what it means um yeah mm-hmm. so i do
2: love advent i think i love advent more than i love christmas mm-hmm. um so if you don't really know what advent is or maybe your understanding of advent is just tiny kinder surprise chocolates in a box yes, advent calendar <laughs> <laughs> um so advent actually dates back to as early as the 4th century mm-hmm. to the really early church um and it's a period that begins 4 Sundays before christmas um, it ends on Christmas Eve and these four Sundays in the traditional church um, would focus on four themes that that Pastor Wes already alluded to um, but it would really be a time where people would be trying to uh, the phrase that you hear a lot is prepare their hearts for the arrival of Christmas and I don't know if I particularly like the phrase prepare your heart I think it's a little bit vague and wishy-washy but mm-hmm. um, but I think it's really important to to think to know that Advent is not Christmas. it's not the same as christmas it's just it's not just like more Christmas earlier in the year. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> which maybe some of us want you know what that stung a little bit (laughs) well
0: because that's how i've always thought about advent it's like let's
2: spread out christmas even longer and i'm like
0: okay Okay. for me advent
2: is has a very different tone than Mm -hmm. christmas um i even have i mean i'm i'm basically a glorified playlist maker that's what that's how i sometimes describe my job i love making playlists i have a lot of playlists and my Advent playlist is very different than my Christmas playlists. Okay. Um, Advent themes, I think the theme of Advent is a very different theme than Christmas. I think Christmas is all about the joy and the celebration. And Advent is about waiting in the place of not mm. being there oh. yet. Yeah, I agree. Um, so maybe it is fun to like, extend the countdown and extend the excitement of Christmas Um, but really when you look at the word Advent and and where that word comes from, it comes from, um, a Latin word meaning coming, not yet here and, and waiting is Mm -hmm. really what Advent means to me. It's about waiting. It's almost, it's almost the opposite of being excited for Christmas. It's more of an acknowledgement that, you know, that fun time, the beauty and the excitement of Christmas, it hasn't happened yet. And there's a place to sit in before we get that. Even earlier today, Julie, you said something interesting. You Mm -hmm. said, you know, we were thinking this morning at staff meeting about how many people have lost loved ones recently, Mm -hmm. how many people are going through a time of grief, and how this time of year is really difficult because there's this pressure to feel like we should be joyful, like this should be the happy time of the year. And what if we're in a place where we're not really feeling that? Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. then Advent is really for you. Wow. Hmm. Advent is for me.
0: She's changed wow. her I might be changing my <laughs> yeah. tune on that. <laughs> huh. um,
2: you know, we have to wait for Christmas, right? Yes. I mean, we have to wait, you know, 365 days mm-hmm. every year for Christmas. Yep. Um, but the Israelites had to wait hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years for the coming of the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they were in a period of darkness for a really long time. And so I think Advent is a way of kind of helping us enter into their shoes. What the Israelites must have been feeling for so long before Christ came. It's entering into that time of waiting. And, you know, even if you're, you know, 12, 15, 17, listening to this podcast. I think I think most of us know what it's like to be in a place of hopelessness
0: Mm -hmm.
2: where it feels like like god are you even there mm-hmm. have you forgotten your promises to me mm-hmm. like are are you actually gonna step into my reality and make your presence known to me like how long lord
0: mm.
2: yeah when yeah. will you come mm-hmm. i think we if you've never experienced that kind of place um yet in your life we're all gonna experience. A time at some point where mm-hmm. God feels really far away and things feel really dark and things feel hopeless. And so Advent, I think pushes back on the kind of shiny pretense that everything's great, that we sometimes mm. feel more pressure to like put on that front at Christmas yeah. time. Like I better find something Instagram worthy so that everyone knows oh, I'm yeah. having an awesome Christmas. Mm. Um, It's the most wonderful time of the year, but like the reality is that it's it's hard for most of us, and so I think Advent gives us a space to to sit in that for a little while. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: we are—I always like to say—we're the perpetual Advent people. (laughs) Yes, she does. I say that all year long. Yep. Because we we really are. We are living in between Mm -hmm. two comings, right? Christ came at Christmas time. But like we've been talking about um, here at church on Sundays, we've been talking about revelation, about how Christ is coming again. And so we are also still sitting in this time of waiting Mm -hmm. for Christ to come. And the world kind of sucks right now. And we can say like, how long, oh Lord, before you come and like make everything good and redeem this and rescue us out of Mm -hmm. all of this and make everything whole and right. And so we are always living in a time of Advent. We're always living in a time of waiting for him to come again and make all things new. And so taking four weeks leading up to Christmas um, to really sit in that, um, I think it's just a really, I think it's really good for our souls. And I think it's something we don't do very well in North America. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. We don't sit in the hard things a lot, and yet if you look at the Psalms, there are more Psalms of lament than there are of praise.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so, um, sitting in the reality of hard things is is a very biblical thing to do, and I think it it gives us a lot of, I think it provides healing for our souls. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Also, I think our capacity for joy and celebration. And becomes enlarged when our capacity for acknowledging the hard things is is enlarged as well. So I think the more we can be honest about the hard things in life, the more God will give us a capacity for joy and for celebration. Mm. Yeah. That's a great perspective.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I definitely you've added some things for my Advent season that's for sure. <laughs> I, know, um, I love uh, talking about Advent. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so yeah, before we jump into wanting to go through some of the, the four key themes of Advent, mm-hmm. Um, I want all of us, and if you're listening along, to kind of join in, and hopefully this can bring up some good memories, to share a time um, where Advent really meant, meant a lot to you. There was a season of Advent where you were just, it was it was wonderful. It was great. It wasn't this, um, I'm not saying like you have to like be like the best of it, but just that there's a time where you felt peace or there's a time where you felt like this is Advent, this is really not wonderful to be able to sit in and just kind of go through. Um, and for me, like, I remember growing up, I never heard of Advent because it was just mm. it was just Christmas. Did you um, not
2: even do an Advent calendar like a little chocolate? Okay, that you open I knew a that,
1: but like okay. I just thought it was just the calendar everyone got at Christmas yeah. time. Just yeah. countdown um, for Christmas. Yeah, it was yeah. countdown for Christmas. Exactly. Um, I had my Reese's calendar. Um, Reese's? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I
0: feel like fancy. we. I feel like we
2: had, like, the dollar store <laughs> yes, one. Yes, the waxy chocolate mm-hmm. that you
0: could barely pop out of it's there. It's like two-year-old
2: yeah. chocolate from China that ha- yep. doesn't actually have any, exactly. like, milk products in it. Edible <laughs> oil products <Ew. laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: So I sat there with my Reese's at my calendar. Um, <laughs> Your brand boy. name,
0: brand know, name eh? Reese's calendar. All right, all right. Fancy boy. Right. Okay.
1: <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. But um, I... I I remember my first time kind of learning about Advent season. Um, I didn't really know what it fully meant, but I remember learning about it was at my time at the meeting house. Um, And I had my pastor, um, Phil Shamus. Um, He kind of like told me more about Advent and Mm -hmm. kind of what it was actually kind of about. Um, I didn't fully understand at the time, Mm -hmm. but I remember him just walking with me through that. Because like you said, leading up to Christmas, we have this idea that it's meant to be this perfect, wonderful, lovely time. And it's just not, there's so no. many other stresses in life going
2: on. And so many of us have either broken homes mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Um, we have an expectation of what Christmas should look like. The society has an expectation yeah. of what Christmas should look like that, that just doesn't match with our reality. No.
0: And we all have hopes that we, mm-hmm. we want, or we desire mm-hmm. for our families and yeah. for our lives and, mm-hmm. you know, expectations. And I think our, yeah. just like the first Christmas, like, Some of the, Jesus didn't meet some of the expectations when he came. He thought he was going to be a political ruler. Mm -hmm. And I think we do that now too. We expect. And with his
2: arrival too, right? Like the Magi went to King Herod's palace. Like if it's a king, it's going to be be in Jerusalem, right? It's going to be in a palace. And it was like in a hole at the side of a hill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think Jesus loves to break our expectations. I think so.
1: (laughs) I think so. Absolutely. And so my, my pastor Phil, he kind of really walked me through a rough time. And I remember even though it was really, really rough time in my life, I felt the most at peace with it Um, Mm -hmm. just because being able to sit with someone through the hard times leading up and then celebrating the birth of Jesus. Like that Mm -hmm. was something that like my first real experience of that. And that was, that has always made a difference Mm -hmm. for me. Um,
2: So having someone to walk with you and help you sit in the hard things mm -hmm. for a time yeah. helped you then celebrate christmas exactly kind of better. what you were saying yeah
0: oh look at that <laughs> wow. you're wise beyond your years pastor Anne.
1: <laughs> Yeah. but what about you guys what was an advent time that you remember
0: you know one of our memories uh or one of my memories was my family would go to the christmas eve service mm. every year and it was a candlelight candlelight mm. service and we would pass the light and i still remember that as a child like you know kind of the first time that your mom let you hold the candle without mm. like her like kind of holding it with you and you got to like very carefully pass it and try not to drip wax on the, the on person in the, the pew <laughs> or on you know your little sister mm-hmm. and <laughs> I always remember how that and how it was always tied into yeah like spreading the light and Jesus came as a little tiny light and then Mm-hmm. to illuminate the whole world and i just yeah. remember like that kind of imagery and i do remember the the candlelight services yeah.
2: mm-hmm. a special time for advent i th- i feel like advent becomes more special to me every year um i feel like i didn't fully understand it until until i had to go through like some hard you know some hard times and some grief and stuff like that um i actually feel like in particular last year um I was really struggling and I think last year I'd kind of forgot I'd lost sight of Advent a little bit and I was focused too much on the shininess and you know I have to put up a good I have to put on a good show Mm. everyone has to think that my life is perfect and I had a few I was having a few sleepless nights whoa Opa, we didn't break the coffee mug it's okay people um I was having a few sleepless nights and um, I would get up in the middle of the night and go sit on my couch and my Christmas tree. I always put my Christmas tree up ridiculously early. In some people's, some of you guys might think it's ridiculous. What early. What is early? Well, my tree's up
0: right now. Okay. Like, I will not confess when mine went up <laughs> Christmas yeah. Eve. No,
1: no. Oh, you when were did Tom early, were up this year? When did they put it up? <laughs>
0: My family, like we're talking like mid October, they're like, "Can we put the tree up?" And I'm like, oh "No." So I have like I have to do a little compromising because I'm like, "Okay, December we can put it up," and they're like, "November." Mm-hmm. So we compromise to after Remembrance Day. That's a good. So it's been up That's since November. I have 13th. a. We always Don't get a real him. tree, so I can't oh. put
2: it up too early or else it'll yeah. die before Christmas. But usually the last yes. weekend in November we K- put it up.
1: Carrie yes. is like.
0: So sorry, we cut Anne's story off. Carrie okay. is like,
1: it needs to like be up after my birthday. My birthday is not December 16th. 16th. She's like, no, it goes up after yes. that. Yes. My And then, my I, and then t- it could be two hours then after there's Christmas. there's no time for hours. the waiting, though. It could be two hours after Christmas. She's taken it down.
2: That's so sad. <laughs> you know what? We just need to... We just... I've done this for like two or three people now. I feel like I've converted people to loving Advent. Yeah. They were Christmas haters before. <laughs> Julie. <laughs> and now they are coming around. But I think it's because... You have to come around. I think Advent is easier to come around to than Christmas. Yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think so.
2: It's a little bit more real.
0: A little bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm softening, Anne. You've softened Mm. me. Yay. (laughs) I did with
2: Pastor Pat, too. He used to hate Christmas and hate (sighs) Advent. Or maybe I shouldn't say the H word. I don't know. He well, strongly disliked. I strongly think, <laughs> you know,
0: I think, and for me, I think part of it, too, is like what you said, the idea of like, it's supposed to be this, it's supposed to be that. And I sometimes mm-hmm. don't feel like that at no. Christmas.
2: Maybe we could just have an Advent that is actually our our lived experience. though. Yeah. Like, let's just invite God, invite Emmanuel, invite his light mm-hmm. into the life we actually have. Yeah. As opposed to trying to make this like Christmas card. Yeah picture perfect the hallmark movie christmas which i don't like hallmark christmas no No, they're terrible i don't like a lot of christmas well i don't know i do like christmas too but i just really like advent (laughs) anyway so my story was i i just coming out onto the couch when it's really and i'm not a winter person i really i have a hard time in the winter It's dark and it's cold, Mm -hmm. but my Christmas tree was on and I leave my Christmas tree, I leave the lights on all night long. They're LEDs, don't worry, it's not going to set on fire. And sitting there in the darkness and just being so aware of how dark it was and how aware, being aware that it felt dark in my life, like in my personal Mm -hmm. life just felt really dark. And then looking at those Christmas tree lights and thinking, you know, his presence is here in the darkness. His light is here, mm. and even just a tiny little Christmas light, it, it's it makes the room so much brighter. Mm-hmm. It makes things so much um, more hopeful, and I don't know. And I think I actually sat there and like wrote. I I do. I'm a writer, and I like to write. And I think I actually wrote like a poem about light. Um, and I have it tucked away and I need to bring it out again this year. Mm-hmm. But just that awareness of like, like you were saying, my life isn't as perfect as I want it to be. This is it. And and being able to say to God, like, here it is. Here's my mess.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And he chooses, he chooses Emmanuel. He chooses to be with me and to bring light into that. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. just so helpful for me to cling to.
1: Yeah. So as you're mentioning like being in darkness and that as, as we're going to be talking about the four key themes. The first one we're going to be talking about is hope. I
2: love hope. <laughs> hope <laughs> is our Hope nice. is my favorite. <laughs> so
1: as um you know we're talking about these themes of advent. Um and we're going to go in order. So hope is the first um one that we're going to look at. And the verse that we're going to be going through is Isaiah 9 um 2 to 6, which is funny because we actually went over this in our staff meeting. Mm-hmm. Um But this is, this is, um, I really want us to listen into this specific language that it gives. Um, And this is what it says. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness. A light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For uh, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And so this is written in a time well for israel's sake it was it was just darkness mm-hmm. it was it's written in a time and let's be honest were for they mu- under
2: babylonian captivity when i in the time of isaiah
1: uh, i think so
2: i
0: think i thought so too i think, I think, so. think pastor brandon said that a week yeah. ago but and so
1: the, nice. they're in sh- they are in shrouded in darkness
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they cannot really feel any kind of light no. right now
2: because
1: their their home is essentially gone they're yeah. All of their peace and their love that they would know and their comfort and their familiarity is gone. Mm -hmm. They don't
2: even know who they are. Like their identity has been stripped Mm -hmm. away. They don't even know who they are as a people anymore because they're they're under captivity in another country. Like they've been taken away from their homeland and they're basically refugees now, like Mm -hmm. in a different country under a foreign rule. Mm -hmm. Like they don't even know who they are anymore.
1: Yeah. And what is written here? Isaiah writes and. You can you can hear the hearts of the israelites i think in this as well and it's that there is something better coming there is something that yes we are we are in the darkness right now we are mm-hmm. deep he says it we are deep in the land of darkness mm-hmm. and but he says that there is there's a hope that is coming and i love the wording that is used in verse six and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty god Everlasting father and a specifically Prince of Peace. And it's just this this idea that they had of, of the Messiah was yes, they had this idea of what Julie talked about earlier, which was this whole political leader and military and all of this. Yeah. But here we see a wonderful counselor. Yes, God is mighty. He's an everlasting father and prince of peace. That it is someone who is gonna come in and revolutionally change everything and it wasn't in the way they expected but the hope that this would have given them the hope that this would have had on for the people i hope when the people first read it it would have been great it would have been fulfilling to read this to know this and i just think that for us when we're like we said when we're sometimes in a a spot of between november and between uh halloween and christmas time it can feel really long and especially really dark Mm -hmm. um with you know the time change and you, some people wake up and drive to work and it's dark and they come home from work and it's dark mm-hmm. and just feeling like we're always in this darkness that we can have this hope that Jesus is coming that he is the prince of peace that he is someone who is truly there with us sitting in this darkness and being like I'm, I'm still here Like don't, don't lose this hope because mm-hmm. your hope i'm I'm with you in this um and that jesus is our hope for our days and our time um
2: -hmm. i like how you said jesus is the hope because you know sometimes i feel like the concept of hope is like a little bit vague and wishy-washy like how many times during the pandemic did we say like oh i hope we're back in school by this time or i hope that it's better but you know like what is hope is it just wishful. this, like, yeah. yeah? It's like just this mm. kind of feeling of optimism that we have to like conjure up, so you know, so that we can mm. be like, well, maybe it'll be better at some time. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, like, that that Jesus is our hope. That our hope has a name. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I think is so that just makes it so much more tangible. Like, um, when something has a name, all of a sudden, like it has a history. It has a track record. Mm-hmm. It has, it, it becomes so much more three-dimensional. Like when if we can say our hope is Jesus, like he has a track record, right? Mm-hmm. We can look back on our lives. Hopefully you can back, look back on your life and see like, this was a time where he was with me. This was a time where it felt like I was in darkness, but look how he brought me through it. And so yeah. looking back and marking that and saying he was with me back then, He's the same God that he was back yeah. then. He's the same God now. He will be with me now and in the future. And mm. clinging to him, his presence, um, becomes such a more... That's like an idea of hope that I can actually like kind of sink my teeth into. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to this like glorified optimism or wishful mm. thinking. Yeah. That we sometimes, I think, I yeah. view hope as that. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah. And so... I don't, want, I don't want us to have like an, a super long podcast so we're going to go to the next one. <laughs> Too late um, for that. No, I'm kidding. Okay. But um, so the next one in the order of Advent is peace. Peace.
0: I think that's my favorite one. That's your favorite mm-hmm. one?
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: Why is that one your favorite? Um, Because I think that we can have peace no matter what is going on around us. Hmm. Like I don't, because hmm. I don't think peace is tied necessarily to our circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I like that you know that um, I can look to God for peace, even if nothing around me feels very peaceful. Mm-hmm. That I can have peace somewhere, mm-hmm. and that God brings yeah. that to me, and that's yeah, the mm-hmm. only one that can.
2: Well, and like what? What is another word for peace?
1: Shalom, <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: with the appropriate hand mm-hmm. gestures. Yeah. Shalom means wholeness like everything as it should be and that we have a god who who like can enter in and slowly start to redeem the parts of our lives Mm -hmm. and like bring them into what they are supposed to be Mm -hmm. like that is a piece that nobody else can offer Mm -hmm. right that he's Mm -hmm. continuous continuously working towards making us New, making the world new, redeeming everything, making everything perfect. Yeah.
1: Well, there's, there's also there's Mm -hmm. stories of people who are in the midst of conflict or midst of terrible, terrible times, and for some strange reason, have a second of peace or just these moments Mm -hmm. of peace, and they say it's, it's the things they cling to. Um, Mm
0: -hmm. And I just
1: think that God, God's got to be providing those Mm -hmm. because for all those people in those moments where it feels like the world is daunting, there's nothing really there. Literally crumbling able, around them. And just being able to, for some strange reason, be able to sit and just be like, huh. And and you feel that. And I think we've all felt that before with circumstances in our lives. Like I remember during during COVID um, working on school assignments. from, And I I am a terrible procrastinator. My, really?
0: My, no, what, you?
1: <laughs> my brain works against me sometimes with the ADHD as well. Um, and so... There were some days where it was really difficult and some days where it was really easy. And I remember being in a time where it felt like two weeks went by and I I could not do a thing. I I kept praying, oh my God, give me like six hours of just being able to sit and just being able to do this. And I remember we lost power one day and I had no internet or nothing. And I said, all right, go on Google Docs offline. Did Mm -hmm. so much work. And I remember sitting there for just so long being able to do work. And I had a moment of clarity where I was writing. And I was like, you answered my, you did, <laughs> you answered. And just feeling a sense of peace and kind of overwhelmed as well, just a, a sense of being provided for. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, peace is a strange, peace is a strange one because in this, I feel like in 2023, it started off of conflict yeah. just in the world. Mm-hmm. And, it feel, and it's ending with conflict all around. Yeah. And I feel like, our world today is in such a dire need for peace, just to come back mm-hmm. um, for all people around the world. Um, you know, whether it's here in Waynefleet and someone's going through a really difficult time, or it is in Israel right now, or in Ukraine, or in any parts of the rest of the world where it's just experiencing harsh conflict. Peace is needed, um, and I think what we have to do is turn our something we can do, and I think is helpful, is to turn our eyes to peace try to make that our focus try to make that our our gaze um and so a piece that jesus brings is something that we can actually read in Isaiah nine um we're going to read over verse six again but we're also going to read verse seven um and so this is what it says so we we'll read verse six again and it says for a child to us for to us a child is born to us a son is given The government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. And what this is getting at, what this is talking about is the peace that Jesus actually brings. It's it's full of righteousness and justice. It's not just this overwhelming power that's just going to hammer down no it's filled with this righteousness and justice not just for the warriors and 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 the people but for the children and the widows and and all like just people in general not just one certain kind um it labels jesus as prince of peace the one who actually brings it the one who is full of it mm-hmm. um and so as jesus is like we said jesus is our hope jesus i think is also a resting spot for peace yeah it's where we find
2: absolutely. it yeah mm-hmm. yeah and maybe jesus is our joy too oh mm-hmm. you never know <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe jesus is in all of the advent things maybe
1: <laughs> wonder why they would do that <laughs> um so yeah and like you said joy is joy is another one um it's our third theme of advent um I don't know if I have a specific theme that is my favorite. Like you said, hope ah, is yours. You said peace. Is here. Yep. I don't know if I have a specific theme that's like my like favorite. Your favorite. Yeah, um, but Isaiah, um, Isaiah filled is filled with prophecy, right? Isaiah is filled with mm-hmm. prophecy um, all around Jesus, and such great language, especially for us in the time of Advent, that we that we go there again. Um, so we're going to read Isaiah twelve verses two to six. Yeah, we're just going to jump right in because it's, it's okay. so much easier just to jump right in. And this is what it says. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself, is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And that day you will say, give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done, and proclaim that that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done glorious things. Let this be shown around the world. Sing aloud and sing for joy, people of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel among you. Now this is getting to, this first passage begins with the trust that we have in God and the strength that he actually can give us and that we've gone through hope, we've gone through peace and to remember that God actually can give us strength to get through the hard times as well, that he's with us in it. Um, just as we can sit in the peace of Jesus, that he can be our gaze, like Anne mentioned, with the hope um, that he's someone that actually sits there with us, that his presence is is with us in these moments. And so we can have this strength that God actually gives to us. Um, he can comfort us. Um, and it says that to have joy. And he brings it like water springing up from a well. And this joy um, within Jesus is something that fills us. Now, do you, do you remember um, the, the story of like everyone did this as a kid I feel like. Are you a half glass full person? Or are you a half empty person? Yep. Do you, do you remember like that school doing that?
2: Mm-hmm. Sorry I'm just thinking about a, I saw a cartoon recently where it was like three <clears throat> cups. Okay. And, um, and one cup has a little balloon and it says like I'm half full. And the other cup says you know I'm half empty. And then the other cup look is looking at the color of the liquid that's in the cup and says i think we're full of pee yeah. oh. <laughs> so oh. it's like there's like there's three categories of people there's the people that are you yep. know the half full people there's the half empty people then there's the people who are like taking a really good hard look at like what is yep. the actual stuff inside of us
1: yeah and okay. i really
2: resonated that with is- that cartoon yes. <laughs> i'm like who cares how much of it is in us i just want to look at what it is (laughs) yeah is it pee yeah is it water i want to know
1: (laughs) well we're going to talk about how it overflows Um, No, (laughs) no, (laughs) (laughs) so this this joy this peace this hope that jesus actually brings because they all kind of i feel like they all kind of come together Mm -hmm. um and it's not something that leaves us empty Mm -hmm. it's 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 not because this, this well, this water, um, it says in verse 3, with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. That does not run empty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that this actually flows into us and actually overflows in us. And while for some people this idea of overflowing can maybe feel overwhelming, it's actually it's showing that we do not run empty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And actually, instead of a cup, I want us to imagine a water bottle. And so within a water bottle... Just like a cup, it can flow, it can overflow um, with his joy and love. But I want to remind us to not put a cap on it. Don't put a cap.
2: Mic drop.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't put a cap on it, but rather do what is said in verse 4 and 6. In that day you will say, give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done and proclaim that his name is exalted. Hmm. Sing to the Lord for he has done glorious things let it let this be known to all the world shout aloud and sing with joy people of zion for great is the holy one of israel among you mm-hmm. to really to tell people to go and tell the nations to tell others to let it overflow into other people's lives around you
2: yeah i mean that's what the shepherds did right the mm-hmm. shepher- like the angels that's when i think of joy at christmas that's like the big verse that pops into my mind is when the angels are like, Lord, to God in the highest. and Like we bring you good news of great joy, which yes. will be for all people. And what is the shepherd's reaction to actually having an encounter with that good news of great joy? It was to go and tell yeah. everybody, mm-hmm. um, which I think should be our response as well. And I think too, it's a great joy that, that humanity had never experienced before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This joy that comes from having god with us so present uh in a way that he'd never been with with humans before
1: and the thing is like still to this day a lot of people have no idea or have never experienced that presence before either mm-hmm. like, like there I are
2: people in the church even mm-hmm. th- i can attest to that 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 really have never necessarily felt a sense of god's presence close with mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and i know that like feelings aren't you know
0: feelings aren't truths
2: yeah Yeah, but feelings also give us an experience with the transcendent that facts and can't and so so we have to like that's a big i think that should be a big part of our of our faith as well is is actually being able to to feel like god gave us our feelings for a reason for a reason (laughs) he wants us to experience him with all of our senses Senses. and emotions and and um yeah 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 it's sad that some people have never experienced that it kind is. of joy or or presence of God.
1: Well, I, remember, I remember we talked about it at youth group. Whether um, junior highs and our our juniors first and our senior highs, but we talked about how the beauty of knowing God Jesus from a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's talked about enough the beauty of that, yeah. and I think so. I was able to share my experience not growing up in the church. And there's a few youth who, who haven't grown up in the church yet. They come because their friend invited them, and they have a lot of fun during games, which I, I, I completely understand. I was like that when I first started going to youth as well. But the beauty of actually coming to know Jesus as well and being able to f- fully experience his presence, which is completely overwhelming and very and sometimes scary um, to realize, but it's also there's so much like it overflows in you this this joy and this peace and this love and to know that someone who you've never even completely met but knows you so intimately and so well died for you like came because they wanted this relationship for you and being able to actually experience like that when you first realize that when you first get that feeling it's like well like it's it it Mm -hmm. changes everything that's why i I tell people like my my worldview was shattered because like jesus took a sledgehammer to my glass worldview went like does hit it because it was it it Yeah, it he was everything. he was
2: breaking into your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so
1: I like I like to share that, and so and that joy that comes with that, and being able to share that with the youth, um, that's always been something that's been really fun and really special to be able to do. So um, there's still one more. There's still Actually, one there's more. Actually, there's two
2: more. You forgot one.
1: Oh, I forgot one. Well, it's okay. I'll tell you at the end. Okay. You're gonna have to tell us all about it. We have, I have hope
2: a cliffhanger. Hmm. Hope, peace, joy. joy, love, love, love. Here we go. Yeah. And so while I'll we're, tell you the fifth one in a second. Yes.
1: Well, we are talking about joy. I mentioned love um, being a part of Advent. And instead of going back to the book of Isaiah, we're actually going to go to Luke chapter 1, mm-hmm. um, verses 46, and we're going to read until verse 40, uh, 55. Um, and this, as I'm scrolling, because I use my phone for this, um, this is what it says. And this is labeled as Mary's song. He has brought down rulers from their thrones but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel remembering to be merciful to Abraham um, and his descendants forever just as he promised our ancestors. So Mary's song is something um, that she goes through God's love and through the works and the promises that he has kept both to Mary and to the Israelite generations over and over and over again. um, That God is someone that doesn't abandon. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something so important, especially when we're talking about love, especially in our context, we feel love in a certain way or we've categorized love in a certain way that is it means presence, it means there. It means you're, you're someone who's always there. Um, and God is someone who is always there with us. We've mentioned that through all of our all of the key themes so far and that God is someone the Jesus is someone that comforts us that showers us in love and it's something that can't be broken either that love is something where like i tell the youth um i do an example so downstairs um if you know room 108 um, where the pink room is the closet where we stole mm-hmm. the chairs and everything i say even if you've never let god into your life before if you've kind of like just shut him out and be like i'm not doing it and you want to but you're you're nervous to, you're not sure what it would be like even opening I, I open a door just a crack and I say just that small little crack he will burst through like I mean mm. he will fill it like nothing else that could because it's this love and compassion that God has for us like we read and we sing of so many songs like I think of reckless love like mm-hmm. God leaving the 99 just to go after the one which is crazy the song is called reckless love not because God is reckless but because it's it makes no sense to us why would he do this because this love that god has for his people is one that cannot be explained by human nature Mm -hmm. it can't be explained by us
2: and what other like what better example of love than a a deity a god who would come down and Mm -hmm. restrict himself and bind himself into a human body that Mm -hmm. you know would hunger and thirst and tire and hurt and then not only die for us, but then keep that human body forever and bear those scars forever. Like there's no other religious tradition mm-hmm. in which a God would ever do that for his creatures. Yeah. There's no other kind of love like that. No. That's a very sacrificial love.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's so, and that's why like Jesus, like he, he's I, I say he's one of a kind, kind of what you were saying with the deity and these. And there's nothing else like him. This mm-hmm. love, this compassion, this this sense of great belonging. Yeah, you um, can say
2: that all religions lead to the same thing, but there's some there's some pretty yeah. different things about yes. Jesus. Yes, he's special. Yes, yes
1: he is. <laughs> so, Anne, why don't you tell us? What was the thing I yeah. forgot? Number
2: what's five. the fifth what's the fifth theme of Advent? I
0: have a guess. Yes,
2: Julie. Light. Yay! Julie gets 10 points. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <we're> handing <laughs> points, so. That's yeah, so cuz <laughs> Advent is the is four yes. Sundays leading up to Christmas, um, with mm-hmm. those themes of hope, peace, joy, and love. And mm-hmm. then Advent kind of culminates on Christmas Eve where we light the Christ mm-hmm. candle or the light candle and the theme is light. The theme is um, you know, his light actually hmm. breaking into the darkness right there yeah. wow. um, at his birth. Well, mm-hmm. thank you. No. You're welcome. <laughs> no,
1: and you're right, because <laughs> where we talk about all the time, we set, we've set we made through notions of being in darkness, or Isaiah chapter 9 starts off with this whole sense of this land deep in darkness. And even in our own context say us being... In darkness or whatever darkness we're in in our own lives because I think we all we all have our own personal valleys we all have mm-hmm. our own personal mountaintop experiences um I think there's a lot of valleys going on right now
0: mm-hmm. it, it feels like that yeah. especially
1: um whether it's people losing someone exam season going through mm-hmm. our times
2: lots of mental health lots stuff. of mental health stuff lots of world crisis mm-hmm. feeling helpless
1: Jesus brings this light to the world mm-hmm. um and we're meant to be a, a way to be able to shine this light for others. And so, in this Advent season, as we we're about to begin it, I want us—I want us to be this for others. How can we actually shine this light? And maybe you need this light shine for you. And mm-hmm. I think that comes from reaching out to others. To not yeah. just sit in and by ourselves, but to be able to reach out and walk through with people. Mm-hmm. We're meant to be community. We're meant to be a group of individu- of individuals coming together. Mm-hmm. And so whether you are connected, whether you are not connected, reach out because we want to be able to help and be able to contact you. Um, I think that's what's really important, especially mm-hmm. in this season, to come together, to not just be by ourselves, but to really come. And I think we learned that, especially through COVID, how much we need each other. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, we definitely want to mm-hmm. be there for you. And God wants to be there for you, too. And um, to be able to invite God into your dark place, to be able to mm-hmm. acknowledge it and then invite God into it um, is a really beautiful and vulnerable place to be in. And I think, um, I think only good things will happen when mm-hmm. you invite God mm-hmm. into that hard place. I'm not yeah. saying that it'll get easier... <laughs> necessarily or that like god will wave a magic wand and make everything better um but it's like bringing one little candle one little christmas light into that dark room um and it'll he'll he'll be able to you know enter into whatever you're you're going through and help Mm -hmm. bring light to that that space
1: i wanted to highlight something um something Anne said um as we're finishing up and that is we are advent people
2: Perpetual Advent perpetual people. Perpetual
1: Advent people. It's a phrase I've never heard more in my life since moving <laughs> here to wait. But she's right—that we are in a in a constant waiting, um, mm-hmm. yes—and just that we can find all these themes we've talked about mm-hmm. in that
0: time.
2: And we're not waiting alone. No, no.
1: that's right.
0: We're waiting together.
1: Yes. Well, thank you, Anne, for joining us yes. on this special podcast. My pleasure.
2: Podcast. Thanks, guys.
0: If you'd like to get in touch with Pastor Anne, you can reach her at anne at waynefleetbic.com. Wes's email address is wes at waynefleetbic.com. This might come as a surprise to you, but my email address is julie at waynefleetbic.com. <laughs> we so, so original. So original. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. It's simple. So please reach out to any of us. We'd love to connect with you. And um, yeah, thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Have a great week.
1: Bye.